Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go. and welcome back to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, and I am your host, Candy Washington, and today is day three of our Art of Self-Love Masterclass, and today is about getting the self-love formula. If you are not familiar with me or if this is your first time here, I'm Candy, and I am honored to help you lead a more joyful life. I have written the self-love journal. As you can see, it's right here. And this is the basis of all of the self-love teachings that we do. I also host um, an iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple podcast, uh, self-care podcast called Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care. I was also the keynote speaker at WellnessCon, and I've done a ton of other stuff. So if you want to know more about me, just check out the links below in the show notes and the description box or over on Instagram. You can check out the link in my bio. So with that, Let's get started on today. Hi, Kamiko. How are you, sweetheart? What is up? That's right, you guys. As you come in for the self-love masterclass, be sure to say hi. Be sure to let me know where you're listening from and drop any questions that you have on creating your dream life, your self-care plan, upping your self-love game, and getting your self-worth. And that's actually a great reminder. If you need more support, then I am here to support you. If you need any one-on-one coaching, everything is linked below. If you need um, to go at your own pace, we have the Create Your Dream Life course through self-love that's also linked below. And of course, don't forget to grab the self-love journal, and that is also linked below. But if you just want to enjoy some free and valuable content, then subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast Sugar Pills, follow me over on Instagram, and you will get consistent valuable and free content on how to lead a more joyful life and step into the highest, most empowered version of yourself that is waiting for you simply because you deserve it. All right. Hey, Baka. Hey, Lisa. Hey, everybody. How are you? Thank you for joining me. Today, it's on. As you can see, I am hyped. I am on one because today is my favorite day. Today is the day that I'm going to give you the actual tools and techniques and methods that you can start using today to live a more joyful life. Because at the end of the day, we always think if I get this thing, if I get the relationship, the money, the car, the house, the clothes, the body, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be joyful. Then I'll be worthy and deserving and enough. But it's not about getting the things. It's about finding that worthiness, that joy, that happiness in ourselves, for ourselves, and through ourselves, exactly where we are and with who we are. Because nothing outside of us gives us that. We create it through feeling it. That is how we get the things. So let's dive in. All right, let's do it. So... I first want to start the session with some grounding breath work. So if you feel comfortable, if you can do it, I want you to put your hand over your heart and I want you just to close your eyes and just give yourself a nice big breath in for four. 
just hold that and release. Next, I want us to breathe in and say, I love myself. I love myself. Breathe that in. I love myself. And just hold that love for yourself. Just allow that love to course through you and to feel it in your heart center. And then release it. Our next breath, I am worthy. Breathe that in. I am worthy and just hold that worthiness and let it bask through you. And then release. Next, let's do some deservingness. I am deserving. Breathe that in. I am deserving and hold. And just see what it feels like to tap into the power of knowing that you are deserving. Let that go. And now let's breathe in. I am enough. Breathe that in. I am enough. And just feel the feeling of knowing that you are enough, exactly as you are. You're already enough. And let that go. And from that place, from this energy, from this essence, from this worthiness, from this personal authentic power, that is a space that I want us to be in during this masterclass and after. So once this masterclass is over, I want you to hold on to that feeling. Of knowing that you are worthy, that you are worthy, valuable. Hold yourself in that esteem in that regard. And anytime you feel it slipping, know that you can reclaim it. Know that you can go back to it. Know that you can take two seconds and just put your hand over your heart. Take a moment and breathe in. Breathe in. I love myself. This practice is actually part of the self-love formula. <laughs> you hadn't guessed. So now let's dive into it. Now that we are in that space of knowing our worthiness, our value, okay? Let's dive in. So first, I want to explain the concept behind self-love, the concept behind the self-love formula, right? It's all about mindfulness. I know sometimes in the wellness community or whatever community you live in, mindfulness might have become this sort of like cliche buzzword, but it's actually the essence and the truth of what it is that we're getting at. When you are mindful of how you feel, when you are mindful of your actions, when you are mindful of your thoughts, that empowers you to live consciously, okay? What I mean by that is a lot of times we are just on autopilot. And our subconscious mind is running our life. That's why you can say, well, I want love. I want money. I want success. I want health. But what is showing up in your life is the exact opposite. Because consciously you're saying these things, but subconsciously you're reacting and acting and thinking and believing that you're not worthy. You're not good enough. You're not deserving, blah, 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 blah. And what you actually, and what actually shows up in your life is not what you want, it is what you believe to be true for yourself. It is what you believe you can be, do, or have. That's why being mindful of how you feel, being mindful of your belief system, being mindful of the thoughts that you think, then you can consciously change your subconscious mind and reprogram it to be life-affirming, to be self-loving, to be self-validating. So you can start 
being, doing, and having what it is you actually want in this world. That is the work. And it's through being mindful, being mindful of what am I thinking about myself? What am I thinking about what I can be, do, or have? What am I thinking about myself in relationship to other people and things? How am I acting? You know, we were, this whole masterclass has been about mindfulness. Day one was about awareness and patterns, becoming mindful, becoming conscious, becoming aware of how we actually are, what our patterns are, what our self-limiting beliefs are, what our self-sabotaging patterns are, procrastination, not taking care of yourself, not having boundaries, all of that stuff was creating a level of mindfulness, of self-awareness. Being self-aware is just bearing witness to yourself, being honest about you. Because remember, you are the operant power in your life. You are the authority on you. So it's up to you to either affirm goodness in your life or to not. So it's about being mindful of how you are showing up for yourself in your own life. That's what it is. That is the self, that's the core essence of the self-love formula being mindful and conscious of how you are showing up for yourself in your life. And when you start to cultivate mindfulness, when you start to cultivate consciousness, when you start to cultivate self-awareness, that is when you empower yourself with the ability to decide and actually make decisions that are in alignment with the life that you are trying to create for yourself with the life that you actually want to have, with the life that is happy and abundant and loving and all of those things. Being mindful and consciousness creates the opportunity and the space for you to actually decide how you want to be in your life, how you want to be, who you want to be, how do you want to behave. I'll give you a concrete example of what I mean by that, right? If you are just on idle pilot and you're not being mindful in consciousness, say you get triggered by something, you know, say you see your ex post something on Instagram with his new boo thing or her new boo thing or whatever, right? If you're not being mindful of how you're showing up for yourself, you could start to spiral. You could be like, see, I knew he never loved me. See, I knew she was cheating on me. See, I knew everyone always leaves me. See, I know that I'm always abandoned. See, see, see. And then you start to affirm and persist in a self-limiting belief that you are not good enough. You are not chosen. Everybody leaves you. You're unlovable, blah, 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 blah. That's not actually being mindful of co or conscious. That is just going to your default autopilot self-limiting belief. And that self-limiting belief, even though it's not in service of you, it's actually trying to protect you in some weird way. It's actually trying to protect you from her. It's trying to protect you from it, but it actually ends up just self-sabotaging you. Because a lot of the coping mechanisms that we have in adult life were just ways that we learned how to survive as children and what made us be able to survive as children is now sabotaging us in our adult lives because we are no longer children and we are now able to hold space for our own pain our own hurt and we are able to hold space for ourselves so instead of helping us survive it is actually sabotaging us 
So what is it like to be conscious and mindful when you're triggered when that happens? Say I'm scrolling on Instagram and my ex, you know, posts that picture with his new boo thing or your ex posts that picture with her new boo thing. I can, you can look at that and say, you know what? That's okay. People are allowed to make their own choices in life. And I know that my worthiness and my value is not contingent upon somebody else's choice or preference. And I can honor that maybe this actually hurts right now. Maybe I actually am feeling bad about myself right now. I can hold space for that. But I also hold the space that I'm not going to wallow in it. I'm going to acknowledge how I feel. I feel hurt by this. I'm going to validate my own feelings. It's okay for me to feel hurt by this. I'm a human being. That's someone I used to really care for and I'll look what they're doing. Of course I feel hurt by this. I'm human. What human being wouldn't be hurt by this? And then three, you self-soothe yourself. I'm feeling hurt right now. What are my needs? What do I need right now? Well, I need to feel chosen. I need to feel validated. I need to feel seen. I need to feel loved. What ways can I meet my own needs that are healthy for me, that are self-affirming for me? And then you do those things. And I'll go through some of those things without the, throughout the masterclass. And then once you know what your needs are unmet, what else can I do to, to protect myself in the situation? Well, maybe I unfollow. Maybe I block. Maybe I mute. Because I'm taking care of me. And it's not about showing the other person. Like, well, I'm just going to block you. I'm going to unfollow you. I'm going to do this to you because you actually want to get their attention or you want to show them. Remember, it's not about the other person. It's about protecting you. It's about taking care of you. And so since you know seeing this type of content triggers me and it hurts me, I'm going to protect my peace and I'm going to protect my space. And I'm going to do what I need to do to make how I feel about me my first and best priority. And I'm going to prioritize my own well-being and how I feel about myself. And it has nothing to do about the other person. That's an example of how you live mindfully and consciously. So you're actually able to make a decision in the moment versus just allowing yourself to be triggered in spiral and go down a rabbit hole of not feeling good enough, not feeling loved, not feeling chosen, feeling abandoned, blah, 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 blah. A key piece of this, and this has to be a part of your self-love formula, it has to be just a part of your lifestyle, is taking a moment to pause and breathe. It is within this space of pausing and breathing that allows you to be mindful, that allows you to be conscious, that gives you the time and the space to make a decision. Whether you're going to react, whether it's reacting internally by turning on yourself, whether it's reacting externally by going off on someone or you hurt me, I'm gonna hurt you stuff, or are you going to choose to respond? And by responding, it could be, well, you know what? I'm going to mute you. I'm going to unfollow you. I'm going to block you. I'm taking care. I'm taking care of myself. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go talk to a friend. I'm going to go do my affirmations. Taking a moment to pause and to breathe is the essence of taking of of being mindful and conscious in the moment. Maybe you need to maybe you need to stop and breathe and count to 10. Maybe you need to breathe in for four, hold it, breathe out for four, 10 times, 10 times, three, do it as much as you need to, to self 
regulate. So when you feel yourself being activated, um, Eckhart Tolle in his book, A New Earth, called it the pain body. When you feel yourself being activated, when you feel that anger, hurt, pain, resentment, bitterness, whatever it is, when you feel that being activated in yourself, take that as a hint, take that as a clue, <laughs> uh, you know, that you, as a signal, that this is the moment that you need to stop, pause, and breathe. And give yourself the time and the space to be mindful and to consciously decide how you choose to respond to this situation. Sometimes responding is actually doing nothing. I gave an example about a relationship, but this could be anything, right? Anything in life that triggers you, whether it's around money, relationships, uh, family, friends, coworkers, whatever, right? That was just one example. But when you feel yourself being activated, when you feel yourself getting, you know, that hot heat in your face or in your belly or whatever, that is your signal to pause and to breathe and to stop. And then you can mindfully and consciously decide how you want to respond to the situation. That is the essence of loving yourself because <laughs> that is saying how I feel is my first and best priority. And I know that I have the tools to take care of myself in this moment, regardless of who or what is triggering me. It's all about being mindful. It's about being conscious. It's about taking the time to pause and to take care of yourself. Okay. Let's think about some other ways that we can, um, or some other tools and methods that we can add to our self-love formula. Seek support. This is huge and it's twofold. So when I say seek support, the first way I mean is especially if this, if you're new to loving yourself, if you, if you're new to being mindful, if you're new to being self-aware and you're limiting belief patterns and self-forgiveness and, and working on yourself, get some support. I always think it's great to get a support from a licensed professional, whether it's a therapist, a psychologist, a counselor. I think it's always really great to get professional help from a licensed professional when you're moving through really big emotions, especially not even if you, you may not even think you have big T trauma in your life, but you might, and you might not be aware of it. You might have little T trauma that is still affecting you. So I think it's always great to seek support from a licensed professional that you trust. So I would say that's the number one thing when it comes to seeking support, get support, whether it's again, through a therapist, a counselor, a psychologist, um, it could be a religious uh, leader or a spiritual person, a licensed life coach, you know, whatever, whatever it is, whatever you feel comfortable with, but make sure that this person is licensed, accredited, and make sure that this person, um, you really trust them. You feel safe with them. And sometimes when you're working with people, you'll get that resistance, right? You'll get that resistance. You'll get like that, that this person is challenging you. You're like, well, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go to therapy anymore because, you know, my therapist is doing this, this, and this. But you, but you have to think about, are you resisting because your insecurities and your traumas and your triggers and your self-limiting belief that have kept you stuck and small and comfortable are being challenged? And, and that's what's coming up, your fear of change, your fear of evolving, your fear of facing yourself. Or is there actually really something wrong with the person? So I always want to say that when I talk about seeking support because this work and this journey 
is very much worth it, but you know, awakening and, and getting to a level level of consciousness and learning how to love yourself. It's not always a walk in the park. It's not always sunshines and rainbows. It's not always kumbaya and namaste. There are moments and it can be, there's moments of great joy and that's what we want, but just be prepared that it might not always be that way. It, it might be hard. It might hurt. It might suck. And if it's, actually making a difference, it will challenge you. You have to sometimes, I never want to speak negativity, but there is a thing called growing pains. If you actually want to grow, if you actually want to evolve, if you actually want to be birthed into the highest level of yourself, sometimes you have to go through some stuff to get there. Sometimes it might suck. Sometimes it might hurt. Sometimes you might want to give up on yourself. But let me tell you this. Never quit on yourself. Do not give up on yourself. You can slow down. You can, you know, reset and regroup. But don't stop. Don't quit. And don't give up on yourself. And remember, this is a relearning of a lifestyle. So it's not like, oh, I'm awakened. I'm, I'm loving and blah, 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 blah. And that's it. Sometimes it's a daily choice. Sometimes it's a second-to-second choice. Sometimes it's an hour-to-hour choice. Sometimes it's a weekly choice. But remember that you are creating a new lifestyle for yourself. So give yourself the grace and compassion to move through that. And it's worthy. And it's, I mean, it's worth it because you're worthy of it. So support. Seek support. And I always say, I would say, get someone like I do one-on-one coaching, but if you're going through something super big, I'm going to say, I think you should, you should speak to a licensed professional. Like my coaching is very different. You know, my coaching is more like one-on-one. We work through stuff together. I'm very empathetic and we'll get a plan for you, but it's a supplement to a relationship with a licensed professional. And I will just put that out there. I think And this is a little going off a little bit off of course, but that's okay because I just want to say whatever is being channeled through me to say. There are a lot of people out here on social media, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever. And always go with your gut and trust yourself. If someone, I don't care if it's me, I don't care who it is. If someone is saying something to you and telling you to do something or not to do something or giving you guidance and it just feels wrong. I'm not talking about the natural resistance we can feel sometimes when we're being challenged to change and to think differently and to grow. I'm not talking about that. If something in your gut is telling you that they're wrong, that it's wrong, that it's off, it doesn't feel good, you don't feel safe, it doesn't feel comfortable, walk away. Walk away and don't do it. Above all, I don't care who the person is. I don't care if it's a regular coach, a life coach, a spiritual guide, a counselor, a therapist. I don't care who it is. If in your root gut and there is something telling you that something is wrong and off about this person or what they're telling you to do, trust yourself first. Take care of yourself first and, and, and get out of there. Don't listen to them. Find somebody else. There are hundreds and thousands of people who can help you. I just want to say that because there's some stuff out there. So protect yourself, okay? So that's the first part of your self, uh, 
uh, love formula when it comes to support, right? Get, get true support that can help you. The second side of support, what I mean is being able to ask for help in general. We may not think that the ability to ask for help and support is about cultivating self-love, but it is. When you truly love yourself, you know, A, you know that you are divinely supported and you are divinely guided, but B, you also know that you are worthy of support in your life from others. That could look like, you know, maybe let's stick with the uh, Instagram uh, example, right? You see something on Instagram that triggers you. Maybe it's the X. Maybe it's something else. Who knows? Instead of thinking, I have to work through all of this by myself, maybe you call a friend that you trust. <laughs> Remember, you have to use discernment. Everybody is not safe to share your triggers, your hurt, your pain, your insecurity with, right? So use your discernment to know who is safe to hold space for you. Seek support. Don't think you have to go through it by yourself. Don't think you have to, you know, validate yourself and go through everything on your own. Sometimes validating your own feelings is asking for support. Talking to someone. Call a friend. Call a family member that you trust that is safe to hold space for you. Because everybody isn't safe to hold space for you, okay? That's one type of seeking support and help. Another part is... You know, say you're working on a project for your job and you think, oh, you know what? My friend Jane, she she knows all about this. Give Jane a call and be like, hey, Jane, I'm working on this project for work. Just wanted to pick your brain and wanted to get some support and wanted to see if you could, you know, teach me this or show me some stuff, right? Personal example of this, right? I'm working on another book. Yay. <laughs> and I uh, had this amazing woman on my podcast and she was promoting her book and she had gone this like different like uh, publishing route. And so I reached out to her and I was like, hey girl, like I'm working on another book and I'm looking at different publishing avenues. You know, I would love to like pick your brain about your experience. And she was like, of course, put some time on my calendar. And then we sat together for 30 minutes going through strategies and talking about different publishing options and working together. That might sound simple, but knowing that you are worthy and deserving of support and help and that you don't have to figure it out on your own that you don't have to know all the answers, that you don't have to carry everything by yourself, that it's okay to say, I need help, or it's okay to say, can you support me through this, is huge. Because a lot of people think that they don't deserve or they're not allowed to ask for help, to seek support, to not having to have it always figured out that they don't have to be perfect, that they don't have to know all the answers, that they don't have to just, you know, be, do everything by themselves and on their own, that they don't always have to be independent. So a huge part of loving yourself is knowing that you are worthy and deserving of support, divine support and the support of others and professional support. Love yourself enough to ask for help and then work on yourself enough to have the discernment to know who is the right person to seek help from.
Now let's get into some, let's see here, some other, you know, tools and methods and practices that you can do to, to, to love yourself. So let's think about a daily self-love formula or a daily self-love routine. I'll just walk you through what one could look like. Remember, this is just a template. These are just tools, methods, and ideas and techniques. And like anything, you always want to personalize it and make it your own. Every tool, method, and technique might not be right for you, or it could be right for you at different times. So I'm just going to give you a template self-love daily routine formula, okay? So maybe it's waking up in the morning. And then the first thing you do is show appreciation and gratitude, right? So again, when I say God, universe, divine, I'm not talking about any religion, but I am talking about a relationship with a higher power, higher source that is in you and of you, but greater than you. And that is what I'm talking about. But I'm not talking about religion. So maybe when you wake up, you first thing you do is show gratitude and appreciation. You know, thank you, God, for another day to enjoy my life. Thank you, universe, you know, for my comfy sheets. You know, thank you, source, you know, for your divine support today, whatever it is, right? So set your day from a place of appreciation, appreciating your life, appreciating divine support and guidance, appreciating that you have breath in your lungs, yeah, that you have heart in your, your heart is beating, blood in your veins, that you have your consciousness, that you can feel your sheets, you can brush your teeth, you can see the sun shining in through your window, right? Start your day from a place of appreciation. And then maybe just for, you know, a couple of minutes, three minutes, five minutes, whatever it is, love yourself. You know, you can say this differently. I say... I breathe in and I say, I love myself. And then I breathe it out. And I do that over and over, slowly and consciously. For me, I do it for about five to 10 minutes. You can do it to music. You can do it just in your own mind. But I, I, just, I just pour that love into myself. Pour that love into myself. And you can use other affirmations. I love myself. I am loved. I am love. Um, you know, you can make it your own. For me, it's just I love myself. I love myself. I fill myself up with my own love. So maybe once you do that, maybe you can go into a meditation, right? Whether it's guided, whether it's just, you know, you sitting with some beautiful music and just doing whatever. But it's taking the time to slow down, to go inward, to seek divine support, to seek divine guidance, to get clear, to get calm, to cultivate a, a mindset to cultivate a lifestyle to cultivate your mindfulness and consciousness so you are primed for the rest of your day to be in response mode rather than react mode so if you start your day from a place of appreciation from loving yourself from being calm and going inward then that is the foundation from which you will start to respond to your day rather than react to your day, right? So remember, it's about mindfulness and consciousness. So you want to prime your body, you want to prime your mind to be able to respond to your day from a place of consciousness rather than react from your day from a place of your subconscious auto-programming, okay? 
oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a little tangent there because I just realized something, right? Again, the work that we're doing is shifting and reprogramming your subconscious mind from self-limiting beliefs to self-love and self-affirming beliefs. So then that way, your conscious mind and your subconscious mind can match and actually start to create whether you are responding or whether you are reacting, what it is that you actually want to be, do, and have in your life. Because it might be that they're two different things. It might be your conscious mind is saying, you know, like, I'm tired of not having enough money. I'm tired of not being happy. I'm tired of being anxious and depressed. I'm tired of not having love. But your subconscious mind is saying, you're not worthy. You're not enough. You're not deserving. You never get what you want. This always happens to you. You're too this. You're, you're not enough of that. Blah, blah, blah. Right? So what we want to do and through the work is make your conscious mind match your subconscious mind so that when you're saying consciously, you know, like I want wealth, I want abundance, I want happiness, I want joy, I want love, I want health, that your subconscious mind is now affirming that for you. And it's saying, you are worthy of love. You are deserving of a happy and loving relationship. You know, you are deserving of abundance and wealth. You know, love flows to you easily and effortlessly. Money comes to you easily and effortlessly. Isn't it wonderful that you're living in your dream home? Isn't it wonderful that people look at you and they love you, respect you, and want to support you? Isn't it wonderful that you deserve support and love? Isn't it wonderful that everything always works out for you? Isn't it great that all things are possible for you at all? Oh, I just love knowing that I am divinely supported at all times. Oh, I just love knowing that divine guidance is always available to me. Wow, look at how everything always works out in my favor. You know what? I know how to take care of myself. You know what? Something is looking out for me. You know what? I trust myself to have discernment. I trust my intuition and I'm confident enough to follow it. You know what? Of course I deserve money. Of course I deserve wealth. Of course, I deserve abundance. Of course, I deserve love. Of course, I deserve joy. Of course, I deserve to have everything work out for me. That is the place that we want to get where your conscious wants meets your subconscious beliefs. So that way, whether or not you are consciously responding or you are subconsciously reacting, it is in alignment with cultivating and creating the life that you will be happy about, that you will be proud of, that you deserve. And that is the true goal and essence of what we're doing. We want to be mindful and conscious, and we want to program our subconscious mind to be in service of what it is we actually want to be, do, and have in our lives. And that is what the work is. Okay. So maybe next throughout your day, and this, again, you can, you can do this whenever <laughs> throughout your day. I'm just giving like a random timeline. Another tool and method is visualization. You know, taking the time, you know, two minutes, three minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever, whatever your jam is, right? To just take that intentional time to create imaginal acts in your mind. And imaginal acts are just, you know, going in your mind. What does it look like to be at your your dream job? You know, what does a day in your life at your dream job look like? What are you wearing? Who are you talking to? What are you doing? And imagine it in your mind. 
And again, it's not about trying to get this particular image to manifest and to get that particular image to come into your, your life. It's not about that. It's about practicing getting into the space and getting into the feeling of knowing that you can already have everything you want. You can already be who you want to be. And it's about getting in that good feeling space of seeing yourself at in the boardroom, seeing yourself at the launch of your new product, seeing yourself on the stage, seeing yourself in the office, seeing yourself on site or whatever it is. It's about getting comfortable and getting familiar with the new version of you that you're becoming. So then it's easier to shift your subconscious mind and your belief system. If you can see yourself in the boardroom, if you can see yourself on the stage, if you can see yourself, you know, directing or doing whatever it is you want to do in your life, if you can see yourself doing it, then it's easier to be like, you know what? I can do it. That's available to me. That's a possibility for me. I'm worthy and deserving of it. Look, I'm already doing it. So it's not about controlling and it's not about trying to get this particular scene you're creating in your mind, this particular visualization to come to pass. It's about getting in that good feeling space of seeing yourself there. And it's basically like we did at the beginning of the masterclass, right? Where we were breathing in our worthiness and our enoughness and our love for ourselves and getting into that energy space. And then from that place energetically and from that place from of intentionality, showing up differently in your life to create something different for yourself. So that is why we do the visualization. It's to get into that good feeling space of knowing that there is nothing that you cannot be, do, or have. And we all know that imagination creates reality. You have to see it before you feel it. You have to see it before you be it. So it's getting in that good feeling space and then taking that good feeling space energetically and then showing up differently for yourself throughout the rest of your day, week, month, life, whatever. So that's really the power of visualization to see that it is possible for you. Athletes do this all the time. Entrepreneurs do this all the time. Business people do this all the time. We talk to them and, you know, athletes are like, well, I'm just, I, I saw myself making the shot. I saw myself crossing the finish line. I saw myself, you know, um, swimming the, the laps. I saw myself, I saw myself. They see themselves doing it before they actually physically do it. You know, you have businessmen who see that, like they, they see their product, you know, they, they see themselves in the boardroom, they see themselves doing whatever, you know, they see whatever it is they're putting out there, they see, they, they see their service. You know what I mean? Steve Jobs, you know, he saw the iPad, he saw the iPhone, he saw whatever it was, he saw it first, and then he created it. That's what you need to do with your life. See what it is you want to be, do, and have. See it for yourself. And from that space of knowing that it's yours, of knowing that you already have it, then show up energetically as that person. Another thing in our self-love formula, and this is super important, have a self-soothing plan or routine. Know how to soothe yourself. This is key to being mindful, conscious, and deciding how you want to respond. 
if you are feeling triggered by something or, or if you're just not feeling good, you know, if you're just having a bad day, if your vibe is off, you know, if you're PMSing, if it's whatever, right? Have a plan in place of knowing what makes you feel good. The first thing you want to do is know that how you feel, your well-being is your first and best priority at all times. You are a priority. You matter, you're important, and how you feel is a big deal, okay? So make how you feel, your well-being, your first and best priority. So the way you have a self-soothing routine is, or plan, the first thing is check in with yourself. Check in with yourself throughout your day, okay? I do this because, again, sometimes, no matter how much work you're doing, how many times you're affirming and you're being great, you we still have, we're still human beings. Sometimes we still slip back into, you know, negative or bad or low vibe or whatever the heck you want to call it, you know, autopilot, subconscious feelings or thoughts or routines. So check in with yourself throughout the day. How many times do you actually stop and just say, how am I feeling right now? How, how, how am I feeling right now? What do I need right now? How am I feeling right now? You know, just check in with yourself. We check in with our boss. Hey, boss, you need anything? We check in with our children. Hey, child. <laughs> I don't have kids. Sorry, guys. You know, hey, children, how are you doing? Is there anything you need from me? We check in with our boyfriends and our girlfriends and our wives and our husbands. Hey, babe, what do you need? What do you need? How are you? We always go throughout our day checking in on other people. How many times do you check in on yourself? How am I feeling right now? What it is? What is it that I need right now, right? So check in with yourself. And if you're saying, you know what, I'm a little agitated right now. Well, what's agitating me? And, and what can I do to, to make myself feel better? You know, I'm a little tired right now. Okay, I'm tired. What's making me tired? And what can I make myself to feel more energized? Because sometimes you're tired. It's not because you're sleepy. Sometimes you're tired because you're just overextending yourself and you need to maybe take some things off of your to-do list. You know, sometimes you're, you're irritated and agitated, not because of anything, but because you're listening to music that you don't like and it just happened to come on your Spotify playlist or, you know, and, you, and, you're, and you've just been on autopilot that you're not even realizing that you're being agitated by something, right? Because you're not being mindful, you're not being conscious, you're just on autopilot. So throughout your day, check in with yourself. How do I feel right now? And if it's not a good feeling... What is, what is it that I need in order to feel better? Check in on yourself throughout your day, whether it's every hour, whether it's in the morning, whether it's once in the afternoon, check in with yourself, check in with yourself. And then if you do need something, use your tools, method, and techniques. So that can look like the meditation we talked about. That could look like pausing to breathe and to regulate yourself, and to then to receive the guidance of what your next right step is. That could look like your affirmations. You know, if you're not feeling good about something, affirm for yourself. You know what? I am worthy. I am beautiful. I am enough. You know, I love that I'm always supported. I love that money always flows to me. I love that my partner is always supporting. You know, I love that, you know, whatever it is, you know, whatever it is. And again, your affirmations don't have to reflect what your actual reality is. You know, 
what your affirmations are doing, they are rewiring your belief system and they are affirming into you and your subconscious mind into your belief system what it is that you want to experience. So if you're not in the relationship that you want to be in and you're feeling kind of insecure and unloved about that, your affirmations could be, I am wonderful. I am always wanted. I am confident. I am sexy. I am attractive. You know, the love I seek is seeking me. I love being in this healthy, secure relationship, right? Because you are what you are doing is you are calling in what it is you actually want to experience. So maybe you want to do a career move. Maybe you're stuck at a dead-end job. Maybe your affirmations are, you know what, opportunities are opening for me every day. You know, I love that I just got a job offer that is a million times what I thought it would be. You know, I love waking up every day going to a job that I love. How easy and effortless it was for me to get the career of my life. I deserve to, you know, be passionate and purposeful about my job of what I do every day. You know, I love that it's so easy for me to meet people who are able to connect me to the right people, places, and things, you know, so you are affirming into your life what it is that you ultimately want to experience. Because remember, you don't get what you want. You get what you believe to be true for yourself. You get who and what you are. That's why the athletes see themselves making the winning shot before they make the winning shot. It's not the other way around. They don't make the winning shot and then go back and say, I made the winning shot. No, it's, I am making the winning shot. I see myself making the winning shot. Of course I made the winning shot. I'm amazing. I'm the best athlete in the world. I can do whatever I want. I always get what I want. You know, blah, 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 blah. I'm so happy, healthy, and strong. And then they go out and make the winning shot, right? So that's what you have to do for your life. You need to affirm, you need to call in energetically in your subconscious mind, in your belief system, what it is that you actually want to be, do, and have outside of yourself. That is what it's truly about. And you're doing this through self-love, okay? That's how we're doing this. Because self-love is the root of knowing that you are worthy, that you are deserving, that you are enough, and that you are valuable intrinsically. And by intrinsically, I mean simply because you exist. That is why you have people who can work so hard, hours upon hours, barely scraping by, barely getting by, and yet they are putting in all this effort and working so hard. Like we all know people who just work, 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 and still scraping by. And then you have some people who don't even work, and yet they are wealthy, right? There are some people who have trust funds. There are some people who win the lottery. There are some people who have a long lost relative and they get an inheritance. There are some people who just made some great investments and they live off of the, inv the, the investment dividends, right? So if it was just, if it was just about work, 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 life would look very differently, right? But that's not the way life is. It's not the way life is. Life shows up for you based on your belief on who you are. And that is why we're working on loving ourselves and knowing that we are worthy enough and valuable and lovable simply because we are here. That is what the work is.
your self-soothing plan could look like doing breath work, you know, taking the moment to breathe, taking the moment to get in. Your self-soothing plan could look like playing great music, you know, playing music and just getting lost in the music. It could look like dancing. It could look like journaling, writing, going for a walk in nature, you know, hanging out with animals, hanging out with children. You know, if you really want to get some unconditional love, if you really want to fill yourself up, hang out with some animals, hang out with children, animals and children. I'm not equating the two, but you know what I mean? They are just full of joy for no reason. They don't need money, relationships, cars, careers, body types <laughs> in order to be happy and joyful. They just are happy and joyful simply because they are. Right? A child will just laugh for no reason. They're just, they're just happy and joyful. Animals just love you and do whatever for no reason, right? They're full of, that's what they're full of. They're full of that unconditional, just because happiness and joy. And that is proof that you don't need anything outside of yourself to validate your worth, to give you happiness, to give you joy. Look at animals and children. They are full of happiness and joy simply because they are. And they get it from within. And that is how we should be. That is how we should be. We should get it from within. Because if being happy, if being worried, you don't look at a child and say, you know what? You're five and you're not a multimillionaire. Ugh, you're worthless. You're a failure. You're not a success. What are you doing with your life? Can you imagine? But you still look at a little child and you still know that they are so worthy and that they are so lovable and that they are so enough simply because they are. That does not change because we get older. <laughs> We're still human beings. So if you can look at a baby, if you can look at a child and know that that child is worthy and deserving and is enough, that is how you need to look at yourself, that you are worthy and deserving and you are enough. You would never look at a baby and be like, you don't have a six pack. Who do you think you are? You don't never look at a baby and be like, you don't own a mansion. You're not good enough. You would never look at a child and be like, you're not married. You're, you're blah, blah, blah. Don't let society, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, <laughs> Take away your inherent and intrinsic worthiness that we got at birth. It is our divine birthright. Simply because we are here, we are worthy, valuable, and enough. Simply because you get older does not mean that things outside of you now determine your value and worth. Don't believe the lie. That's just a lie. That's a lie that keeps a lot of companies and business. That's a lot of uh, commercialism. <laughs> if you don't have this by now, you're worthless. So you better go out there and spend all your money getting this, right? That's a whole other masterclass. All right. Self, your self-soothing plan could look like taking a bubble bath. It could look like any of those things. That's a part of self-soothing to me is, uh, is wrapped up in like a self-care plan. Have a self-soothing, have a self Okay, I'll tell you the difference between the two. It's just kind of, your, self, your self care plan to me is something that you do all the time. It's sort of just like baked in. You know, you're having your healthy boundaries. 
you are taking time to take care of yourself, you know, you have your self your self-care plan in place. To me, self-soothing is when you have those moments of being triggered. So when you feel depressed, when you feel anxious, when you feel angry, when you feel you know, resentful, lonely, you know, in those moments where you're being triggered in some way that is negative, then you do your tools and methods and techniques to self-soothe yourself because in that moment you're being activated. In that moment, your pain body is being flared up. In that moment, you're not feeling good. That's what you do to self-soothe. Your self-care plan is your your daily plan of things that you do to take care of yourself. That could be sleeping in if you need extra rest. You know, that could be getting up early if that's what your routine is. You know, that could be whatever it is, but you have your self-care plan in place. And that's what you do daily to take care of yourself. And your self-soothing tools and techniques is when you know you're being activated, this is what you do to soothe that activation so you can now regulate your nervous system and you can you can validate your feelings and you can regulate your own emotions so then you don't spiral and you don't become a roller coaster and you don't dwell in anxiety which is fear of the future and you don't dwell in depression which is fear of the past right you can be present in the now moment and know that you're okay Another uh, method you can use, and I've started doing this, is the is mirror work. So um, Louise Hay talks about mirror work. Um, Kamal Ravitkal, if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, talks about mirror work. And so mirror work is basically when you look in the mirror. And I don't suggest doing full length. Um, I suggest doing a mirror. You could do full length, but what you want to focus on is your eyes. You want to focus on looking yourself in the eye in the mirror, calmly and consciously saying, I love myself for about five minutes. In the beginning, it might feel awkward. It might feel weird. You might not believe yourself. But the more you do it and the more you make it a daily practice, the more you're able to fall in love with yourself. Like there is something so potent and powerful by looking in your own eyes and saying, I love myself. I'm sure you can do other affirmations. Maybe it's like, I love you. Maybe you can say your name. Maybe you can say you are loved. But for me, the most powerful thing I have found is saying, I love myself. And the reason why that is, is because to me, my I is my higher self. Of course, you have your, your yourself, you have your consciousness, and then there's the higher you, right? It's the, it's the, it's the you that is the thinker of your thoughts. Because you think your thoughts, right? Your thoughts are not you. Your higher self is the observer. Your higher self is the thinker. So that's the I. And then it's myself. That's the me. That's that conscious me. That's that subconscious me. That's just me. I, my higher self, loves me. That is the essence. When we talk about self, it's the, it's the capital S self. It's your higher self. It's your higher self that is accepting of who you are. It's your higher self that is loving of who you are. It's your higher self that is that has the esteem of who you are, is confident in who you are, right? Self-respect, self-esteem, self-confidence, self-validation, self-love, self-care. Who is the self? It's your higher self holding who you are in high 
graceful, compassionate, loving regard of you. So when I say I love myself, it is my higher self loving who I be. And it is so powerful to look yourself in the eye and say, I love myself. And what is encompassing in all of that is all of the self. It's the self-forgiveness, self-validation, the self-acceptance. It's loving who you are without conditions and without apology. You have nothing to prove to anyone and there's no one to change but self. Okay? Now let's talk about having a spiritual practice. So again, when I say spiritual, I'm not talking about any religion. Do you boo-boo. But a part of what I believe to be true is that there is a higher power, whether you call it God, divine, and, and I don't know, uh, infinite intelligence, source, light, nature, whatever. And having a spiritual practice is really important because having a spiritual practice is really what connects you to your divine intuition, your divine guidance, and knowing that you are divinely supported that it's not just you. Because when you think it's just you, that's ego. And it's also exhausting and extremely lonely to think that you have to do everything on your own power, in your own will, and through your own strength. The true people who are doing either amazing things out in like publicly or, you know, even just within our daily lives, I, I just don't mean like celebrities or people like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about People who are truly leading, leading extraordinary lives. And what I mean by extraordinary, I don't mean they're multimillionaires and they're jetting and blah, blah, blah. I don't mean any of that stuff. By an extraordinary life, what I mean is people who live a life full of self-love. How extraordinary is it for you to truly love yourself? Know that they are divinely supported. And they know that they are worthy of divine support, Right? So have some type of spiritual practice. This could be some, some people look at meditation as a spiritual practice. Some people look at journaling as a spiritual practice. Some people look at talking to being a part of a community of like-minded people, whether it's religion or not, or some type of spirituality is a spiritual practice. You know, prayer. I truly believe in the power of prayer. To me, prayer is one of my biggest spiritual practices. And I'm just going to talk about myself right now. <laughs> What I do not believe is a spiritual practice and what I do not co-sign. And again, this is just me personally. Do whatever you feel is right. I don't believe in crystals. I don't believe in psychics. I don't believe in tarot cards. I don't believe in palm readings. I don't believe in that stuff as a spiritual practice. And that is not to discredit or disregard or to knock anybody who believes it or anybody who practices it. That's not my business. I am just, I just want to make it clear in my work and what I am saying and what I am putting out there. I want to be clear by what I meant by spiritual practice. And that is just my personal belief system. As always, you do what is right for you. 
you listen to yourself. And this is not to knock anybody who does it. It's not to knock anybody who practices it. That is just me. And I just wanted to make that clear that when I say spiritual practice, I don't mean those things. Okay. And now for the number one thing, which has been encompassing all of this, is cultivating a loving mental lifestyle. So that is basically the essence of everything we've been talking about. And if you're like, what is cultivating a loving mental lifestyle? I'm happy you asked. So some people, and particularly in the manifestation community, will say you have to have a strict mental diet. And what they mean by that is you really have to be mindful of every thought you think. And anytime you think a negative thought, you need to dismiss it and um, either think about something different that makes you feel better or affirm for what it is that you want. I totally agree. However, I think that words matter and I think that words are meaningful. So if somebody tells me I need to have a strict diet about anything, I'm already feeling overwhelmed. I don't like the word strict. I don't like the word diet. It feels like I'm punishing myself. It feels like it's going to be hard. It feels like it's not going to be fun. It feels like it's going to suck. It feels like something I have to do only for a little while. I need to be strict and I need to have this diet for this little bit and then I'm going to get there and then screw the diet, screw being strict, right? So I don't like using the word strict mental diet. I like using the words cultivating a loving mental lifestyle. Loving to me is good. Loving to me is warm. Loving to me is juicy. Loving to me is all of the things. Compassion. It's joy. It's everything you want. Loving, right? I want loving. I want to be loved. I want to give love. I want loving, right? And then mental by mental, we just means your thoughts. What are you thinking? What are you believing? What are you saying to yourself? What's your self-talk? That's all that, that mental is. Just what's going on in your head? lifestyle. So I like the word lifestyle over diet because to me, diet means it's going to be hard. It's going to suck and I'm not going to like it. And it's for a set amount of time. To me, lifestyle means, Ooh, this is something I could get used to. Lifestyle means this is something I'm going to do on a daily basis. Lifestyle to me is like, okay, like this is something that's going to be a part of my life. It's going to be a part of my lifestyle. I can be easy with it. I can, I can, I can take my time with it. You know, it's not going anywhere. It's not any short term thing. This is a part of my life. You know, some people have a lifestyle of being a vegetarian. Some people have a lifestyle of being travelers. Some people have a lifestyle of being digital nomads. Some people have a lifestyle of, you know, um, I don't know, being a vegan or eating whatever, you know, it's just a lifestyle. Some people have a luxurious lifestyle, right? We know all the people have luxurious lifestyles. They're always jet setting and they have all the stuff and it's like a luxurious lifestyle. So people have simple lifestyles or whatever, right? So to me, a lifestyle is a choice as well. What is it the lifestyle that you want to choose to have? It's a choice. So I believe in cultivating a loving mental lifestyle. It's a choice. It's a journey. It's going to be easy. And I can have fun with it. I don't want a strict mental diet. No, no, thank you, ma'am. So what do I mean by cultivating a loving mental lifestyle? What I mean is everything we've been talking about, being mindful and conscious and taking the time to choose 
to decide how you want to feel, how you want to be, and what you want to affirm for yourself. So that could look like, say I walk past the mirror and I'm like, oh, Candy, girl, like you really need to lose five pounds. Like your stomach is getting big, your thighs are getting big, you know, like, oh, like no wonder this, right? Like, how are you looking photos? How this, blah, 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 blah. You know, everybody in your family looks like this and that's why you look like that and you're never going to be this and you have to not eat carbs. You have to not drink the wine. You have to blah, 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 blah. You better cut back on cheese. You know what I mean? That is going on an autopilot. But to cultivate a loving mental lifestyle would be if I say I walk by the um, the mirror and I start doing that. Oh, you. Oh, wow. You have you gained weight? Like, whoa, this is that. You stop it and you say, you know what? This thought doesn't really serve me, so I'm gonna dismiss it. And I choose to. Wow, Candy, you're looking good. Wow, look. Wow, look at you. Wow, you are so luscious. Wow, your skin is glowing, girl. Your hair is popping. Your body is banging. Oh, you know, I love that I'm always so healthy, beautiful, and strong. I love that I have all of the curves in all the right places. I love knowing that no matter what I eat, drink, or consume, I never gain any unwanted weight. I love that my body always knows exactly what to do. You know, I love how good I look. Wow. You know, it's like choosing to love yourself mentally and making a lifestyle of it. Because the more you do it, the easier it gets. The more you do it, the more automatic it gets. And that is what the key is, making it automatic. Because once you make it automatic, that is when you've reprogrammed your subconscious mind. And the way you know how you feel about yourself subconsciously is actually what shows up for you and how other people respond to you because everyone is you pushed out. Neville Goddard, love him, is through this. We're talking about body image right now, right? Regardless of someone's body type, there are there's always someone who finds it hot and attractive. Not all people are attracted to thin. Not all people are attracted to thick. Not all people are attracted to tall, white, black, Asian, short, whatever. Every single body type out there, someone finds attractive. So you sitting here hating your body literally makes no sense. But you loving your body you knowing that you look good, you being thankful that your body is strong and healthy, you know, thank you feet for getting me from point A to point B. Thank you tummy for, you know, always digesting my food just right. You know, thank you tongue so I can like, you know, enjoy all of the flavors. You know, thank you arms for carrying me, whatever it is. Thank you lungs for having breath. Oh, my body is looking good, right? Just because of what your body type is or what you look like does not determine your attractiveness. That's why you could actually think you're ugly and somebody else thinks you're beautiful. But no matter how much somebody else thinks you're beautiful, doesn't matter if you don't believe that you're beautiful. So the difference is, are you going 
to self-hate or are you going to self-love? And the way that you make that change is by cultivating a loving mental lifestyle. We did it earlier with the example about the ex on Instagram. You know, if you see your ex with somebody else, are you going to start saying to yourself, you know what, I knew I was never good enough. You know, men always leave me. Women always cheat. Um, You know, everybody, I'm always abandoned. You know, what is it about her that's better than me? What is it about him that's better than me? You know, am I too thin? Am I too fat? Am I too poor? Am I too rich? Am I too blah, 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 blah. Make it all about how you are not good enough. Rather than cultivating a loving mental lifestyle, which could be, "Mm, you know what, I'm happy for that person. And I'm even more excited that I know that my divine partner is on the way to me, right? Oh, you know what? I'm so happy that I know my standards. I am so happy that I respect myself. You know what? I'm so happy that I'm single. I get to enjoy my life. I get to date myself. I get to have fun. I get to date other people. You know what? I wonder who I'm going to meet tomorrow oh, you know what? I am so grateful for every lesson I learned in that relationship. And now moving forward, I am so wiser. I have so much more wisdom and I cannot wait to be in my new relationship that I know is going to be happy, healthy, secure, and whole. You can even be like, oh, he'll be back. They always come back. Oh, she'll be back. They always come back, right? Everybody always comes back to me because I am the best. I am first and I am best. There is no competition. Go do you, boo-boo. Yeah, you'll be back. They're always back. I'm the best, and I know I'm the best. I'm always chosen. I am worthy. I'm always enough. You know what? High-quality men love to chase me. High-value women love to commit to me. You know, whatever it is, whatever your, whatever your thing is, guy, man, whatever, right? How do you choose to live your life? How do you, how do you choose to think about yourself? and relationship to these things. That is self-concept. If you don't know the difference between self-love, self-care, and self-concept, I did a video on it. Find it. (laughs) It's really good. But this is about your self-concept. How do you feel about yourself and relationship to other things? How do you feel about yourself in relationship to romantic relationships, to money, to your body and health? to career, to finances, to family, to whatever. That is your self-concept. How do you think about yourself conceptually in relationship to something else? And that is usually rooted in your level of self-love and self-worth. And it can vary. It can vary. You got to watch that video. You could have a great self-concept when it comes to career and you could be killing it but maybe you have a low self-concept when it comes to love and you seem to just have situationships, hot and cold or whatever, right? Or you could be killing it in the love department. Maybe you have a wonderful flourishing marriage, but you can't get it together when it comes to your finances because you have a low self-concept with knowing that you are worthy and deserving of of wealth and money and luxury. That's self-concept, okay? And the way you change your self-concept in anything in your life is doing this work, getting the affirmation, creating affirmations that are in alignment and reflect what it is that you actually want to be, do, or have, and being mindful of when you're thinking thoughts that are not in alignment with that, 
to then reaffirm using your affirmations to create that in your life, to make that your new belief system. So when you look at your bank account and you get that feeling of like, oh, I don't have enough, you drop that and you say, nope, that thought no longer serves me. I love that money is always flowing to me easily and effortlessly. I love that I never have to work for money, but I always have more than enough. I love that I'm always divinely supported. I love that God is my infinite and immediate supply. I love that money comes to me overnight. I love waking up and having my bank account being full of more and more money. I love that all of my accounts are paid in full. I love that I can buy anything I want, whatever I want. I love knowing that I can have whatever I want, whenever I want. I love being wealthy. I am deserving of wealth and abundance. I love that abundance is around me at all times, even though the number in your bank account hasn't changed but you're changing. That's why they say there's nothing and no one to change with self. And the more you change and the more you change, everything you experience has no choice but to change along with it. And don't be discouraged if you're doing this self-love. You know, if, you, if you're doing your affirmations, you're loving yourself, and you don't see any movement in your life, you don't see anything showing up, keep going. Because it's, like it's like a tape or a loop, right? If you've been affirming in your life all of these negative, negative things about yourself, about your finances, about your relationships, it might take some time to purge all of that out. But keep going because the new tape, the new film, your new belief system has to start showing up for you. So don't be discouraged if you still get triggered by stuff or you don't see anything changing yet. Persist, persist, persist. We talked about the vow yesterday. Say the, say your vow to yourself, right? Do that. Persist, persist, persist. And also don't be discouraged if you do see great things happening. You know, you're getting more money. You're getting more opportunities. You're getting the love that you want. Your health is improving, all those things. And then something happens where you're like, wait a minute. This is the opposite of what I want for my life. You know, what do you, he's, he's being distant now. Or I got a bill I didn't think I was going to get. How am I going to pay that bill or whatever it is? Don't be discouraged. Because no matter what, you are a divine being having a human experience. And a part of the human experience is that sometimes things just don't go as planned. Sometimes stuff happens. That is okay. Because now you have the tools, techniques, and methods to love yourself and take care of yourself through it. Now you have the grace and compassion, awareness, mindfulness and consciousness to meet those moments differently. Now you are empowered to choose how you want to respond to circumstances rather than react to them. That is the difference of life happening to you versus life happening for you. Okay? So don't freak out. Life happens. Just <laughs> how it is doesn't mean you're doing it wrong, doesn't mean things aren't going to work out for you. It doesn't mean that something's wrong or that you need or that you haven't made progress. It just it just means it's life. And sometimes and that's a part of giving yourself grace to be human and knowing that you're having a human experience. But since you are divine, mm -hmm, you're always divinely supported and guided even through it. So let's see if there are any questions. Hi, everybody. How are you? Let's 
see. I'm going to say hi to some people real quick. Uh, thank you guys for coming through. Hi, Kamiko. Hi, Vaca. Hi, Lisa Young. Yes. Hey, hey Stacy. Nelson TV says, hi, beautiful candy in chat. How are you? Hi, Hondura Chica 76. Manifest your own destiny. Exactly. You better speak it, feel it, believe it, and do it. Hey, everybody. She says, I love this. This change girls could catch this message now rather than later. <laughs> Me do, me do. Exactly. Vaca says exactly. Stacy says I don't um I don't leaving those things either. I believe oh uh, I don't like I believe in prayer the most high in the name of Jesus. Exact same. Same. Uh-uh. I'm not messing with that other stuff. No, thank you. Lisa Young says thank you for clarifying spiritual practices. You are welcome. And hey everybody over on Instagram. How are you guys doing? Hello, hello, hello. Yay. Okay. So, ah, there you have it. That is today, day three, the self-love formula. You guys remember, I have all of this in the self-love journal. It's linked below. It's linked in the show notes for everybody over on Instagram. It's in my bio. So go ahead and pick it up. It is your guide to self-love and self-worth. If you need any additional support, you can always book some one-on-one coaching with me. If you want to go at your own pace, then you can grab our Create Your Dream Life Through Self-Love course. That's also linked below. And you can join our Facebook group. It is free to join for the next couple of weeks or months. I'm not sure how long I'm going to leave it open. Right now, it is very intimate. So if you have something to ask or post, you'll get a response super quickly because right now it's very, very intimate. So go ahead and join us. You can join us for free. And what else? What else? Oh, yeah. If you just want free and valuable content. Hey, Swanky B says, I love that you said we were having a human experience. What is the best tool to overcome the pits of those moments? Hey, Swanky B. Okay, so that's a great question. We are having a human experience. And the best way to overcome those pits of the moments is having that self-soothing plan in place, right? Remember we talked about self-soothing? I'll, I'll go quickly do it again. The difference between self-soothing and self-care. Let me start there and then I'll talk about self-soothing. So your self-care routine is that. It's your routine, right? It's what you're doing daily, weekly, monthly to take care of yourself. It's having healthy boundaries. It's, um, you know, go, taking care of your body, your mind, your spirit, all of that, right? It's, it's your self-care plan. It's, your, it's whatever it is. It's getting your nails done, getting your hair done, going to spa day. It's uh, all of those things, right? And again, when I say nails done, hair done, spa day, I don't mean about paying money. I don't mean about that stuff. I mean about taking the intentional time to take care of yourself. I have so much on self-care. Subscribe to my podcast, Sugar Pills, A Practical Guide to Self-Care. So much content there, okay? So your self-care plan is what you do daily. It's what you do daily, right? What you do on a daily basis to take care of yourself and to make your own well-being your first and best priority. What is your self-care plan? Now, to answer Swanky's question on what is the best tool to overcome the pits of those moments, that is when you have your self-soothing plan. You self-soothe when you get into those pits, when you get into those moments. Ideally, your self-care plan will either alleviate those moments so they make them less often or less impactful. But again, like I said, we're having a human experience. Things will happen, okay? Things things are going to happen. 
So when it happens, I say the, the number one tool, just like I said, is literally to pause and to breathe. I don't care what it is you're going through. If you find yourself in one of those pits of those moments, pause and breathe. Just pause. Pause. Focus on your breath. Just let yourself calm down. And then ask your higher power, God, source, nature, infinite intelligence, whatever whatever it is. Whatever it is that you need in that moment. So it could be, God, what is my next right move? Source, I need your support. Infinite intelligence, show me the way. Whatever it is. And then give yourself the space, the time, and the grace to receive whatever it is that you need in that moment. And then trust yourself enough. Trust your intuition enough and be confident enough in who you are to then do what whatever loving guidance you got, do it. That is the best tool you can do when you find yourself having an uncomfortable human experience. And I don't mean just like the negative thoughts that pop up, right? I'm talking about what Swanky said. The, the pits of those moments. Pause. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I'm telling you, stop. Pause. You would be surprised how many arguments, breakups, violence, assaults, verbal abuse, anything <laughs> would not come to pass if people just took a moment to pause. So if you find yourself in a relationship pit, a financial pit, a mental health pit, a family pit, a health pit, whatever pit you find yourself in, pause, stop, breathe, ask the divine for help. Trust yourself enough to listen. That is what that is the best tool I can give you for when you are in the pit of something. Now, when it's just the day to day, that's when you're cultivating your mental loving lifestyle. That's when you get that negative thought. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, he left. Of course he left me. She's so much better than me. Oh, God, I look so fat in this. I'm, I'm always broke. In those day to day moments. Also pause. This thought has no power. I choose to drop it. I don't actually believe that about myself. I dismiss you thought. You know what? I'm not really going to deal with that thought right now. You can leave. You know what? I surrender this thought to the universe for good. And I, and I, I put it out in the universe for good. And then if you can't, if you're not in a place where you can affirm for what it is you actually want regarding that particular situation, take your mind off it and show appreciation for something else. But if you are in a place where you can drop it, then reaffirm in what it is that you want. Oh, of course he left me, everybody leaves. You know what, that thought does not serve me. I'm not, I'm not entertaining you. I am beautifully and woefully made. I am a high value woman. 
I am wife material and everybody loves to commit to me. I am always chosen. I am always worthy. I am always enough. Everyone always comes back to me because I am the only choice and I am the best choice. I am a priority. I am worthy of having high standards. I deserve a healthy, happy, loving relationship because that is who I am, right? If you can do that in the moment, do that. If it's about finances, oh, I'm broke. I never have enough money. You know what? That thought doesn't serve me. I surrender you to the universe for good. Oh, I love that money is always flowing into my experience, whether I work for it or not. Oh, I love that I am so deserve of being wealthy. I love that I can buy whatever I want, whatever I want, however I want. Isn't it wonderful I have so much money? Isn't it wonderful that that money and spirituality can coexist for my good and for joy? I love having so much money that I can always take care of my needs and help other people. Look at that. Mm, I love that abundance is my divine birthright and I always have enough. Isn't it amazing that I'm always divinely supported and I always have enough and that money just comes to me and comes to me and comes to me? I love waking up every moment and just having money deposited into my account overnight. I love that I don't have to work for money. Isn't it amazing how easy it is to be wealthy? That's what you want to do in those moments. That's cultivating a loving mental lifestyle. It's a lifestyle because it is a daily practice. It's not a diet. It's not you do it once and, and you're and you're done. It's a lifestyle. Think about your think about you know your body. Think about people go on crash diets or yo-yo dieting. They diet and they think they're good and they and then and then they're back. They diet and they're good and then they're back, right? It's when you cultivate a lifestyle. When you know that sometimes you're going to eat the cookies and the cake and the ice cream and that's okay. That means sometimes you know. And I, and I don't mean to equate, I want to be very clear with this. I'm not villainizing any food. So I'm not trying to equate sugars and carbs and cookies and stuff to anything negative because food is not negative. There's no such thing as a bad food. The only thing that can be negative is your relationship to the food. The food itself is fine. So I'm going to use this analogy, but I want to be very clear about that. There's not, there's not such thing as a bad food. Is It's what your relationship to that food is, right? I want to be very clear. But if we were to use an analogy when it comes to your body and diet, you know, it's a lifestyle. You know that everything's in moderation. You know, I'm going to eat the cake. I'm going to eat the cookies. I'm going to eat the pizza. I'm going to eat the bread. And I'm going to enjoy it. And that's okay. Because I know that I'm also going to drink water and eat my, you know, healthy salads and my beans and, and then my kale and my spinach and my tomatoes and my cucumbers and my, you know, my yams and all that stuff, all that, you know, all that good feeling stuff, right? Same thing with your loving mental diet. Know that sometimes you're going to have a negative thought. Know that sometimes you're not going to feel good. Know that sometimes things are just going to happen. And that is all okay. Because you know that when you have those moments, you have the tools, methods, and, and techniques to change it. You have your affirmations. You can pause and you can breathe and decide. You have your self-soothing plan. You have your self-care plan. You know how to take care of yourself. You know how to make your well-being your best and first priority. You know how to change your thoughts into things that are life-affirming and reflective of what it is that you actually want to be, do, and have. Right? So you know that to have a healthy lifestyle when it comes to food in your body, sometimes you're going to eat the cookies and the carbs. And that's okay. Mental lifestyle, sometimes you're going to have a negative thought. Sometimes you're going to be self-critical. Sometimes you're going to judge yourself.
sometimes you're not going to feel good enough. All of it's okay. We just want to make sure that our dominant belief system is one that reflects one of self-love, self-worth, self-respect, self-validation, self-compassion, self-grace, self-forgiveness. That's what you dominantly hold to be true. Because again, we're human beings and we are not perfect. It's not about seeking perfection. It's not about never having a negative thought. It's about it's not about never not feeling good. It's not about never being low vibe. It's not about never blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. It's about making how you dominantly feel about yourself, what you dominantly believe to be true about who you are, to be life affirming for what it is that you actually want to be, do, or have. That is rooted in your intrinsic value, your intrinsic self-worth, and your intrinsic divinity. Same thing with your with your life with your health and body lifestyle. You dominantly want to be moving your body. I'm not saying go out there and like run a marathon or anything crazy, but you want to be you know maybe you you have that lifestyle of going for walks or going for jogs or doing yoga or going swimming or moving your or dancing. You know, you dominantly eat well and you eat good foods, but of course you're going to sometimes have dessert splurge a little bit, drink the wine, have the cocktail, eat the bread, right? But as long as you are dominantly taking care of yourself, that's what's going to show up in your body and in your life. And actually, if you are too strict, it can go the other way. You could not actually be healthy. Just because you're running and you're eating uh, kale all day doesn't mean you're healthy. Just because you're thin doesn't mean you're healthy. Okay. Same thing with our with our mental diet. Again, we're not saying diet. It's our mental lifestyle. It's just what you dominantly hold to be true. And it's actually unhealthy to think that you have to always be perfect, always get it right, always be high vibe, always be up, 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 up. That's also unattainable. And that's also restrictive. And that's also not what we want. We just want to cultivate a loving and graceful, compassionate relationship with ourselves. And that means giving yourself flexibility. That means forgiving yourself when you make a mistake. That's when knowing that you're a human being. And that means sometimes you're going to think negatively. You're going to have a self-limiting belief. You're just not going to feel good. And that is okay. One, and I'll, you know what, I'll tell you this, guys. One thing I always affirm for myself, because <laughs> I think sometimes people are like, you always have to be high vibe. You always have to feel good. And if you're not feeling good, if you're not high vibe, then you're going to manifest and attract all these horrible things. That's not true. It's not true. It's true if that's what you believe. Because remember, what shows up for you is what you believe to be true for yourself. So if you believe that, then yeah, that'll show up for you. And then that will then what? Reaffirm the self-limiting belief. I don't believe that. What I believe is that regardless of how I feel, I am always attracting the highest, most loving experience for myself. So when I'm PMSing, when I'm triggered, when I'm in a funk, 
when I'm just in a bad mood, when I'm just not feeling good, I'm still attracting the highest and most loving experience for myself. Because that is what I believe to be true for me. Because I know, okay, I am more powerful than my mood. I am more powerful than my feeling. And I know that my dominant thoughts create my reality. So even though I might not feel good right now because I'm a human being and I'm allowed to just not feel good. I know that I'm still creating the highest, most loving experience for myself because I am more powerful than how I feel. I am more powerful than my mood. And the way you know you're more powerful than your feelings or your moods is because you have the power to change them. And whatever you have the power to change, you are more powerful than. So that is how I know I am more powerful than my feelings or my moods. I'm even more powerful than my thoughts. That's why I have the power to change my thoughts. You are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. That's what we meant by your higher self. Your higher self is observing your thoughts. That's why right now I could say, you know what, I'm thinking that, you know what, I'm thinking about these headphones, these white headphones. That's what I'm thinking. But you know what, I'm going to choose to think about you guys. Who changed the thought? I did. My higher self chose to think differently because I, I is in, remember I said before when I say I love myself, I'm talking about my higher self is loving my self-self, I am more powerful than my thoughts, feelings, and moods. And the I is my higher self. And my higher self is the divinity that lives within this human experience that I'm having. And my thoughts, feelings, and moods are a part of that human experience. And my higher self has dominion and power over all of it. And my highest self is what is actually connected to the divine. That is why the divine lives in me and is of me, but is greater than me. And anything that I have the power to change means I have power over it. So I can change how I feel. I can change my mood. And I can most certainly change my thoughts. So I choose to believe that regardless of how I feel, because I'm a human being and sometimes I'm just not going to feel good, I am still calling into my existence the highest and most loving experience for myself. And sometimes that highest, most loving experience is just taking care of myself in that moment. Sometimes the highest experience for me is just soothing myself. It's just taking care of myself. That is how I know. Regardless of how I feel, regardless of what mood I'm in, I am calling in the highest and most loving experience. And that highest and most loving experience is taking care of myself. And the way I take care of myself is I use my self-soothing plan. I stop, I pause, I breathe, I journal, I ask for help or support, I meditate, I pray, I sleep. I dance, I laugh, I cry, I scream, I do whatever it is I need to do 
to regulate myself and to take care of how I feel and to make my well-being my best and first priority. So regardless of my mood, regardless of how I feel, and even regardless of the thoughts that I'm thinking in that moment, I am calling into my experience the highest and most loving version that it can be. And usually that just means taking care of myself. So don't worry about being high vibe all the time. <laughs> don't worry about that. You're a human, okay? Enjoy the ebbs and flows. I actually sometimes, I'm just like, you know what? It feels kind of good to be a little pissed off right now. It feels kind of good to not feel good right now. And that is just where I am. But I'm holding that in a space of love and compassion rather than shame and blame and guilt or criticism. Because you can hold space for your pain. You can hold space for your anger. You can hold space for your hurt. You're allowed to feel all of those things. We are human beings. If you want joy, then there's going to be pain. Because it's the full spectrum of the human experience. It's the full spectrum of the human emotions. You can't just pick and choose and numb out. When you numb one, you numb all. But it's being able to consciously navigate the spectrum. That is what we're working on. It's how do you consciously navigate the spectrum of everything we can feel as human beings. That's mindfulness. I love myself enough to care about how I feel. I love myself enough to make my well-being my best and first priority. I love myself enough to hold space for my trauma, for my hurt, for my brokenness, for my tears, for whatever it is. I love myself enough to hold space for me. It's not just about the happy, happy, joy, joy, high vibe. It's not just about that. Because truly loving yourself is loving all of yourself. It's loving all of yourself. And that is how you heal. Because if you don't hold space, for the parts of you that they're not, but you think, for the parts of you that you think is ugly, bad, broken, unfixable, unlovable, traumatized, hurt. If you don't hold loving and compassionate space for those parts of you, how can you ever heal them? And it's when you hold space for all of yourself the light, the shadow, the high, the low, the broken, the wholeness, when you hold space for all of you, that is how you heal yourself. That is how you become complete within yourself. That is how you become whole and secure within yourself because you know you don't have to be perfect. Your trauma doesn't define your worth. Your pain doesn't de determine your value. Look, I have all of these pieces of me, and yet, and yet, I'm still worthy. I'm still deserving. I'm still enough. I am still complete. I am still whole. I am still lovable. 
and who I am matters. That is the most powerful place you can ever be in your life. Where you look at every piece of yourself and say, I love myself and I am enough. Mm, I literally just got chills. Literally just got chills. Hey, everybody. How are you? Oof, okay, you guys. This has been mm, so much fun. It's so life-affirming. I've had so much fun. Thank you so much. I am so honored and grateful that you spent this time with me. And like I said before, if you need any additional support, you can book a one-on-one -on -one session with me. Everything's linked below and also in my bio for everyone over on Instagram. And yeah, you can, if you want to go at your own pace, we have the Create Your Dream Life course through self-love that's linked below. Again, go ahead and grab our self-love journal, which has everything in it that you'll need. And if you want to enjoy our free content, join our, join our Facebook group and follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and also subscribe to the podcast, Sugar Pills, Practical to Self-Care. Everything is linked everywhere. And if you want to connect with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can email assistant at candywashington.com, and I will definitely get back to you, you guys. So with that, mm, if anybody has any questions, hey, Swanky B, how are you? Uh, let's see. Oh, hey, Stacy. She says, I absolutely love your masterclass on self-love. You're doing a great job, Candy. Everyone have a blessed day. Ah, oh, thank you, sweetheart. Yay, that's right. Amen. Pause and breathe. Yes. So thank you, everyone. And again, you can also head to my website, candywashington.com, and grab all of the free goodies and also get additional support and resources there. So like always, you guys, take care of yourself and each other. And until next time, I love you and be well. Bye. Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer, Candy Washington, helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go.